When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. I'm Jeff, that's Tom. Happy Libations Friday. Lucy Goosey edition of the program. You can find me on Twitter at Show. It's good to be with you. I hope you're feeling good on a Friday. Here we go. What an opportunity. What an opportunity. Big roadie. Big roadie for the Knowles. Can I sell it? Can I sell it? I don't know. I don't know if I can sell it. Got the uh, couple games in the books last night. If you guys were listening on Redemption Thursday, you said, uh, how about that? Jeff is one for one. Took Houston and got a little dicey there for me in the third quarter. Houston was a little discombobulated, looking like they had no clue what they were doing. Then they got it together. Got it together, and all was right with the world. Yeah, even uh, at the end of the first half there, Tulane made it a— what they were doing. Yeah, that, that's a game hosted by Tulane. Mm. Every single one of them, there's an element that happens just like that. It's something about those domes, man. It's weird. I'm just glad that once the fourth quarter got going, I was like, okay, okay, here we are. This is what I was talking about. So I'll take that win. And then uh, my personal life also— Circled Coastal Carolina, Tom. So that's a. By the way, that's the gift that keeps on giving is Coastal Carolina. I mean, they, they they just steady beat that ass. That's what they do. That's what they do. It's like nineteen straight. We can't win a game to save our life. Coastal Carolina out here every weekend. They'll come down here beat us in baseball on Tuesday <laughs> night. <laughs> it is it's a nice so, program they have up there. Yeah, they're doing quite well at Coastal. Dustin Johnson's funneling money back to his alma mater. Uh, that had to have been the greatest get of all time. We got a kid named Dustin Johnson willing to commit to us. What? Eh, he had a little trouble coming out of high school, and not everybody's so sure about him. But he can really play. Oh, can he play? He's a freakish athlete, and then all of a sudden, there's there's Dustin Johnson out here, steady dominating, bowed wrist and all, doing the crazy. Uh, yeah, kind of makes me laugh. You know, something made me laugh yesterday. I finally, I, I know nobody cares about this, but I have got to celebrate Hey, every win we celebrate together, okay? That's what we do, Jeff Cameron Show listeners. We celebrate together. A win for me is, in fact, a win for you. It really is. So I know you feel this way when I tell you that yesterday, Tom, I was able to finally purchase my son the basketball goal we've wanted. Now, I bought a goal some time ago, but I did the wrong thing. I did not get the NBA caliber you know, installed into the ground, concrete, you know, the whole to-do, the stanchion. I didn't do that. And so wear and tear on that goal was pretty fierce to a point where it broke down. So because there is a worldwide shortage on all things, no matter what you want in the world, supply chain is absolutely effed. There's no chance you can get anything that you want. It's unbelievable. You want milk? Good luck. You want a basketball goal? Good luck. You want a chip that goes in your computer? Good luck. Nobody's got nothing. That's the big one. 
the last well, one. Well, that's all. Yeah. You yeah. can't get anything. You can't get anything. I'm trying to give somebody $2,000, and I can't. I'll take it. No. <laughs> can, can you build I'll just, I'll just the stand at the edge goal? of the driveway yeah, and do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do that. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to different places around town dating back to this past, you know, this summer, and uh, and I thought, you know what? I'll commit to it because my oldest, Bryce, fresh off that Leonard Ham- Hamilton basketball camp, mm-hmm. is basketball addicted. He loves to go to the games. He loves to go to the TLCCC and watch the celebrations and the domination and uh, all the Florida State's put together. Basketball is his sport, man. He sits in his room during NBA season and watches on his PS4. He watches these games. He plays NBA 2K. He loves the NBA, which is great. When I was his age, I played basketball every day, all day. And, and so I can see it in me, and, and I see it in him, and it makes me smile. Plus, we have wars. Him and, and Clark, they'll challenge me. And so Have they beaten you? They have, right, as a two-man They finally team? figured out how to beat me. Yeah. Well, I had to tell them how to beat me. Uh, well, I would hope so. They're your children. No, I know. I, I want to dominate them in every way. And they spread out. They, well, the youngest got good enough that if he could – Plant himself out by what would be the free throw line, and then Bryce is deep on the baseline. They're far enough apart where as long as they don't allow me to pick off their passes, they're going to get a wide open look. And for the longest time, Clark couldn't knock down the look because I'd do everything that I could to spook him. Obviously, I got to take away the more the bigger threat, which is Bryce. And so I I, I go up and d up on Bryce, and then Bryce gets frustrated and hits Clark, and he's like, "Now knock it down." Bryce does this, not understanding that this is not what you say to somebody when you need them to play well. Make sure you make that as the ball is in the air. Sure. Yeah, yeah. he does it all the time, right? And I would do the woohoo and clap and pretend and stomp my feet like I could get over there, and oh, yeah. Clark would get. You were the out. fun kid in the playground. Oh no, no, but I would do that to Clark just because I want him to be able to play and and get through whatever mental distraction. He couldn't do it. He'd get frightened, right? He'd freeze up, but then he stopped being worried about me when he realized I'm not going to hit him, you know. And so anyhow, he he started making shots. And when he makes shots, it makes it very hard for me to cover because they're so spread out. Now they can't stop me from scoring, but. I can't stop them from scoring when they're getting wide open. Look, how many elbows to the face have you delivered to your sons? None. Well, that's good. Bryce gets upset if I body him, and there's no freebies. There's no freebies in the lane, Tom. Now you got to come correct if yep, you're getting yep. in there. You know, I don't call fouls on them either. They're forever fouling their dad. I promise you, they foul me like it's their job. And Bryce is big enough now to foul me, foul me, and uh, and so anyhow, we, we we exchange looks and all that. I'm like, all right, don't don't now when I foul you, I don't want to. We have that conversation. That said, little Kendrick Perkins on Campbell Walker in the lane. <laughs> That's what's about to happen here. So, by ready for the thunder, son. I've been trying to buy this basketball goal and have him come out and install it because if you're going to spend that much, I'm not going to screw it up. I'm not going to screw it up. I'm in. Damn it, I'm not going to work. If I'm going to pay that much money for a basketball goal, you can damn well come out, set it up, and install <laughs> it. Right? That's my philosophy yes, on life. That's right. How much extra does it cost? Fifteen percent. That's nothing. Yeah. You guys take care uh, of it. No right. problem. Yeah. So that's that's what you got to do. So anyhow, bottom line is they're coming out. I did it yesterday. It happened. And while I was in this particular store, because they have not had a hoop. They have not had one. I've tried everywhere. I've gone online. Nobody. It's backed up to like Christmas. The whole thing. Infuriating. On my way to pick them up from school Taking yesterday. a crowbar to the windows at Academy Sports. <laughs> just trying been, to get in there. I've been so mad. And so... 
and they wouldn't let me buy the display. I'm like, I'll buy that one. Go set this one up. I don't care. They're like, no, we're not, you can't do that. So Why even show it then? Yeah, I'm like, what? that's just a tease. That's so, for you people to use when yeah, you're playing at the store. Here. Right, yeah. yeah. So here's what happened. I, a random decision paid off for me. I was told to check back uh, at the end of October. Is quite obviously not the end of October. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But but uh, you know I'm a little impatient, so I'm driving on my way to to pick up the boys from school yesterday. It's okay I, to be impatient for your kids. Yeah. So I there it is. I pulled in. I said I'm a good. I'm going to check. I'm going to check because maybe these people don't know what they're talking about. Maybe there is one. So I go in and this nice girl comes over. She says, "How can I help you?" I go, "I doubt you can, but it might be worth some good money to you." I'm trying to spend twenty three hundred dollars with you to buy a goal, and nobody will let me spend it. And she laughs. She goes, "Yeah, supplies." I'm like, "Yeah, nothing." She goes, "Oh, well, let me check the computer." Oh, we have one. We have one. And I went, oh, "You have one?" And she goes, "Yes." And if I were you, sir, I'd buy it right now. Hello, yeah. my friend. Hello. Bam! I bought that sucker and was skipping out of the store. So they're coming on the 21st. Even then, even after I bought it, I can't mm-hmm. get it to the 21st, but they're coming on the 21st. It's happening. They're shipping the sucker from like freaking Atlanta or something because that's where they have it in storage. They're like, we got one for you. and But it's confirmed. I got it. The email was there. They're like, order is shipping. We'll be out at your house. You know, you got to have a- Just st- have them duct tape it to Corey's ride. <laughs> they can take it down <laughs> yeah. sooner. It comes in three parts. It's this huge goal. 72-inch backboard like the NBA. I'm not fooling around. Ooh. Hey, so here's the deal. It made me laugh, uh, so I couldn't wait to surprise Bryce last night and let him know that it's happening. But they they make you call the city to have a surveyor come out and look at um, look at whether or not they're digging into power lines and all that other stuff. You got to oh, have, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So that's going to happen before the twenty first. Oh yeah, get I, already, that done. I already called the city. They'll be here that next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm not having it. Oh, buddy. It is on. No, they won't. And you're going to have to call back. <laughs> and you're on hold with the city. Oh, man, alive. I just found out yesterday. I, I, I put out to the Twitterverse, Benton Road is closed. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, noticed well, that. I've, I've known that, yes. Yeah. Well, that's a nice little thoroughfare if I'm not taking the interstate home. That's a nice way to get home. And it's going to be closed until the spring or summer of next year. It's not that long a road. Yeah, there's a lot of work being done there. I mean, they're redoing everything. It's what not, if you live in one of those homes? Yeah, you're, you're a little frustrated by the... Uh, yeah, there, are ro- there are homes that, you know, the driveway feeds out on to Benton. That? Well, you're, you can get in and out if you live there. Yeah. Nobody else. No through traffic for, for you guys. Yeah. None of you None of you wanderers. Like Orlando Pace was just grabbing you and shaking you. <laughs> That's how you get there. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. So, hey, listen. Uh, Gabriel here. Uh, hits on uh, something here that I think uh, is interesting. Uh, did you guys see what Sam McCall said about if coaching changes happen, he might have to reconsider? So you know what I think. I think the fan base is that's where we're at right now, right? All of this. I did not see that. Well, everybody has. I shouldn't say everybody. I think most of us have kind of moved on to next year. We're already looking at <laughs> uh, what what's going to happen next year and in and, and this rebuild, Tom, this rebuild is largely dependent on the quality of players 
like like Sam McCall, I might add, uh, who are verbally committed to Florida State. You've moved on to next year already? Uh, two weeks ago. But man, I, we wait all year to live in this. That's why it sucks to suck. Oh, man. It sucks to This is the problem. This is what happens. I mean, look, your hopes and dreams were shattered after Jacksonville State was over. You're deriving no joy out of watching Florida State go on the road and try and, and surprise <laughs> North Carolina tomorrow. There's no joy. Like, 3.30, you flip over to ESPN. Watch. I'm going to watch. There's not a little joy in your heart saying, all right, come on, boys, let's go get them. It's, oh, here we go. I, um... It is, isn't it? I don't go, here we go, or oh boy, here we go, or I, you know, again, I've been, Tom, each week I look for little things, traction. I just look for little things. Is this player getting better? Is he one we can count on right. going into next season? Yeah. Sure. I so do you're that. still in this season. You're still I'm here. I'm watching every game, every play, talking about what it represents, what it doesn't represent, what we need to learn from it, what I think about it, all of that, absolutely. Uh, and I will always, listen, I'm, I'm the one in this late stage of life, Tom, who has somehow garnered patience, especially for my sports team. I can watch all of my... I'm a Pirates fan. I have had to learn the definition right. of could, patience. You can just stop there. I'm a Pirates I, I fan. Mean, yeah. So I'm in, and I'll remain patient. I'm unwavering. Where am I going? I'm not... You know I mean? So I'm watching, but I also accept that they're not good at all, and they're not going to win too many games i don't know you know uh, i i don't think they can win more than th- i think it's highly unlikely they win more than three games yeah that's i think that's they're totally currently fair. at one so the expectations are minimal to say the least one of those wins is automatic in umass do you believe though that the next two months because we pretty much have two full months to go are critical for the development of this program whether or not these players are going to be the ones that take us home, and they're not going to be, clearly, many of them. I think it's critical that you, but you somehow secure the vast majority of right. the kids that have committed to Florida State, yes. So the developments on the field, week in and week out, mm. still will largely impact what we're going to do in the long term because they of the matter. viability of the program to the recruits. These games still very much matter. Yeah, they matter. Of course they matter. Now let me answer a second part about this. Because Gabriel followed up with, he said that, Fuller and Woodson are the main uh, attract, uh, contacts. Okay. Okay. Understand something about recruiting. Okay. Now this, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to dance in these water, waters. At the end of the day, your head coach, in this case Mike Norvell, has to be the reason these kids are coming to play football. They have to believe in him. It's incumbent upon Mike Norvell to ensure that he gets these kids here. It does I mean, yes, your assistant coaches matter and yes, it helps if they're prolific in the world of recruiting. I have uh, no delusions about that. But the head coach ultimately has to be the big ticket item guy. He's got to be the one when you're talking about a Travis Hunter or McCall or any of these guys, right? He's got to be the guy ultimately that makes sure those players come to Florida State. If you are a coach that is not getting what you want out of your coaching staff and your team is struggling in whatever area, I don't care what area you want to talk about. It could be special teams, could be defense, could be the back end, could be very specific, could be uh, running backs, could be whatever it is. It is imperative 
that you fix that problem. You can't you cannot be beholden to solely a guy who is let's say not connecting with kids and failing on a week to week basis on the field because you're worried that he's tied to an elite recruit. That is not how this works. A head coach needs to make sure that his staff is doing all that they can and succeeding in connecting, implementing whatever it is your philosophy is in regards to football. So the X's and O's, that's yours, right? You hire guys to implement that. You run the overall program. If somebody is failing within that structure, you ask them politely to have a good day, and you bring somebody else in who is either better able to do that or a guy that obviously has a proven track record, whatever it might be, right? You're, you're going to have to look to do that. You Now, at the same time, and this is the balance, this is the tough thing for him. Continuity is important. Florida State's had no continuity. We keep talking about all the different coordinators that have come through, all the different head coaches that have come through, all the di- and you keep blowing it up and starting over, and you're at square one time and again, and I'm dead set against that at this point, given that we have pulled the plug so many times. But that doesn't mean because you're worried about a singular recruit who is really partial to a, a, an assistant coach that you keep that assistant coach around if you think he's failing you. You can't do that. You cannot do that. I can keep him around until January 1st. Sure. No, you can manipulate the situation. And wait till early signing day passes. You know, If that if that kid is an early enrollee, if not, then well, maybe the coach hangs around till February 15th. Something like that. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think that... Because uh, remember, Jeremy Pruitt brought two amazing recruits to Tallahassee in the span he, of one night. Yeah, he also coached them up. Um, I don't know. I, I, listen, whomever it is, I mean, we all have eyes. If it's McCall and Hunter and you need to keep the coaches, yeah, I keep them for one more year, and we'll figure it out next year. If it's McCall and Hunter and their commit, my point is the head coach ultimately is the reason a kid is coming. Bobby Bowden would swoop in at the end incessantly. It's not John Lilly. Yeah. It's Bobby Bowden. But it's the head coach. has. If you have three badasses that you have to get, then you're the primary. You're the guy. Whatever you have to do to get them to come is what you have to do. It, it's nice that they have good relationships with their, with their uh, potential uh, segment coach. That, absolutely it is. Sure. And, and that's good. And you want that. And you want to foster that. And hopefully that happens. But ultimately, you have got to get those kids to come in. I would say, returning to that Jeremy Pruitt example, though, for a moment, that Jalen Ramsey and uh, Demarcus Walker come to Tallahassee because Pruitt flipped. They did as well. Yeah. But- Nick, Nick Saban is the head coach they're leaving in that situation. And in that case, your argument could be, well, they're coming to Florida State, which is a preeminent power at the time. So you're going from one power to the next. Agreed. Correct. Which to me means that if you can get anybody in the realm of Jalen Ramsey to come to this program, they're all the more important. No, we agree on the the importance of the players. If you're failing every week because of a certain coach or a segment that doesn't perform, those players have eyes too. Are they going to, just because they like the guy, are they going to be like, oh, yeah, I need to go play for that train wreck? It, you have to step in. Yeah, if they if they like the guy enough that they would leave if he leaves, then that's a client I need to take on board to my business 
for the time we, being. This is where I would have to, as the CEO, this is where I've got to come in. If it's my program, I've got to ensure that even if I feel the need to make changes, these kids are unwavering. As best you can, some things are completely out of your hands. If you go 2-10 and 10 and they decide that's just a bridge too far, well, then you're screwed. And that's why it sucks to go 2-10. and 10. Right, That's why man. you don't typically sign top 10 classes if you're 2-10. and 10. They don't normally hold up. I, I it seems off. It would be incredible. It would be nothing short of a minor miracle if they're able to sign a top 10 class with that product on the field. Problem is, though, broaching that question is dangerous in and of itself if you're Mike. Let's just say that you know that the relationship well, between can... a position coach and a recruit is really, really strong. Like, it yeah, is no, locked okay, down. Okay. Well, okay. The moment that you even say, hey, would you still be interested well, if not, he I'm wasn't? I'm not talking to him about it. Okay, well, but how do you how are you going to strengthen and ensure that he's going to be coming to you if you get rid of the guy that is his position coach what or I'm, his primary I, recruiter? I, I, what I'm telling you is that this is again, it'd be up to me to figure that out, obviously. But because I'm the head coach, I'm the one who's responsible to make sure I get these kids in here. It may not be possible. It may not be possible. You go two and ten. I don't care what you tell them or who you hold on to. It doesn't. Matter. They're probably going to say, eh. Okay, so here are the options. Let me just put two scenarios in front of you. Two and ten, you keep your coaches and you get these players. Two and ten, you let some of those coaches go and you lose those players. Which one would you choose? Would you keep the coaches to get the players? Well, first of all, if you're two and ten, there's a lot there's a lot going on here that you have to assess, and you're talking about the long term. If you don't think a coach is doing their job, you're not going to reward incompetence. You're going to have to move on from them and take your chances. Kids commit to coaches that aren't good all the time. How many kids did we see that might be good for us go to Maryland out of nowhere? You're like, Maryland? What are you talking about? No, we we can get some of these kids. I think we will. Whether we fire coaches or not, I think some of these kids are coming because they're committed to Mike Norvell. All right. Because they believe in Mike Norvell's vision, and they talk about it. Travis Hunter, for example, let's say he's best friends with Woodson. Let's say he loves him. Well, his tweets are forever pictures of him and Mike Norvell. He's committing to Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell's vision Discipline, what he pitched him, that's who he's committing to. He's not walking around posting pictures of himself in Woodson. You better know that if you're Mike, though. You've got to know that. Because if there's any doubt, you keep the coaches. That's what I'm saying. You keep them to get those kids on campus. You keep them. (laughs) You fire them and you pay those kids to get on campus and you (laughs) go win football (laughs) games. Yeah. (laughs) We can meet in the middle on that one. Well, just, I mean, that's the reality. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Elevations Friday edition of the Jeff Cameron Show here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Last night, got off to a good start. Had the Houston pick 40-22 to over Tulane. Let's see if Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, can help us win some more money this week as we welcome him in now. Lee, how are you, brother? 
I'm good. I'm real good. Uh, boy, <laughs> looks like it's Alabama and Georgia right now. Only other intriguing thing that that's going to take place is probably to see if uh, Cincinnati can get into the big dance. Well, they'll be so. favorites in every game they play from this yeah, point forward. Right. So, yeah, right. I mean, they get. At least they, we don't have to hear that. Central Florida has got to have some of the most annoying fans. Am I right? Uh, oh, completely agree. Yes. Yeah, delusional. Yeah, yeah. delusional, and they have already lost uh, enough right. times that they're not going anywhere. So there, there's Boy, that. Their, ta- their talent level is way down, and they hired the wrong coach. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel well, like you think you think, he, you think he's any worse than Josh Hype? I don't love him. Uh, I thought he was tr- trending in the wrong direction for the last few years now, and right. uh, he would always save his job with this one miracle finish in a game right. like against Alabama or whatever. But I, I'm not a Gus guy. Yeah, but beat, beating Alabama is big. It is a big deal, and he could yeah. do that, and then he could turn around and lose to people inexplicably that he had no business losing to. It was really strange. Uh, he needed that, like, whatever that secret formula, formula was he used to beat Alabama, he needed to pass it around to the rest of the schools mm-hmm. in the SEC. Um, all right, I like the games this week, though. Speaking of Alabama, uh, it's it's um, interesting to watch Texas A&M, uh, an offense that is dreadful, and they're paying uh, our boy $9.5 million a year not to be able to throw the ball. Uh, Alabama comes in uh, looking every bit like Alabama. Is that too many points, though, at 15-and-a-half? I don't think so. You know, <laughs> Nick Saban ragdolled uh, the lane train last week, and, mm. and the lane train had to go for it on those fourth downs. At least he was playing to win. Yeah. If he would have punted that, I mean, then <laughs> I would have turned it off. But it was fun just watching him go for it and, and, and looking at his, his – he just doesn't have the, the players. I think Ole Miss is going to be one of those teams – the end of the year, there's always a couple teams you say, oh, they can beat the teams similar to them, mm-hmm. and the bad teams just can't beat the good teams. And I think that's Ole Miss. A&M, they lost four of their five starting offensive linemen. Their line can't block. Run block, almost average. Pass blocking is embarrassing. I mean, they they whiff on some guys. And Zach Ozeda, it, it hurts you when the, your quarterback holds onto the ball. For days. Long. Yeah. He's brutal. Here's what's crazy about Bryce Young and the Heisman. Number two, they were polling people. Number two is Matt Corral. <laughs> Alabama would have to lose two games for Bryce Young probably to use, lose the Heisman here. So uh, I'm going to say another Saban assistant goes down. That's number 25 if you're counting in a row. Down goes Jimbo, as Howard Cosell would say. Alabama, 51-14. Yeah, it's an ass beating. Uh, George has given 14.5 to Auburn. How does Auburn score? How can Auburn cover this game? Is it to stop the run and make uh, Sorry Bennett uh, have to make the throws? I mean, I just don't know how Auburn's going to score against Georgia. Maybe sneak out before the end of halftime and have a series <laughs> where no one's on the field. I, I don't know. You know, so last year they Georgia beat them 27-6. Georgia's defense is much better this year. Bone Nix is freelancing. He's not going to be able to get away with it against his defense. So, um, I mean, there's Georgia, and then Iowa and Penn State, number two and three's defense are way, way down. No one's running against them. 2.3 yards per carry. Uh, no one's passing on them. 4.7 yards per pass attempt. They've only given up 23 points all season here. Georgia big, 34-7. Uh, North Carolina should have their way with Florida State. Does Florida State have a shot to keep it within 17? Gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hearing the parties were pretty good all night long on the campus after that win, huh? Well, it was it was nice to get off the schneid, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's everything is so arduously it's it's tough, even in victory. I'm watching Garrett Schrader last week. 
Uh, he's a bad quarterback. Their best play last week was he just drops back to pass and runs. Yeah. I mean, there's no sophistication there. You've got to think that the North Carolina offense is going to get untracked, and probably against this defense they do. They had three turnovers in the Tech, uh, Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech games. I doubt that happens again here. Also, remember payback for last year, 31-28. That, that was a game. I think it's a circle game for North Carolina. and Chalk is 18-9. and nine. Mm. Uh, in the, the last 27 Noel games. Uh, I like North Carolina. They pull away late, 48-21. Kansas City and Buffalo is a highlight game in the National Football League. Can't wait to watch it. Buffalo has just been bludgeoning people. Kansas City's yep. defense is not real good. Uh, interesting line, KC given two and a half. Yeah, and, and if Buffalo's healthy, I, I think they're the best team in football, believe it or not. Their defense is, is underrated. I love their safeties. You want to watch two fun safeties. Watch them. They, what they do is the cornerbacks funnel everything into those guys, and they're really good at picking up what's happening. They are great in open space tackling. They don't miss tackles. And a lot of times they, they may not intercept the ball, but uh, Poyer and Hyde, they'll knock down a lot of passes. So they're that good. But uh, Poyer is a game-time decision. They're two cornerbacks, probable and questionable, uh, with an ankle and a shoulder injury. You got to have an all hands on deck against Kansas City, and I don't think they're they're completely healthy here. So I'm going to side with Kansas City at home. Also, Buffalo was chirping uh, in the off season. A lot of people aren't making much of a big deal about this. A lot of their players were saying uh, if they had four or five more minutes, they win that game. But Patrick Mahomes went out in the third quarter with a concussion. Right. They would have lost by double digits. Yeah, I like Kansas City in what should be a shootout, thirty-seven thirty. Bucks are beat to hell. Uh, we're, we're fortunate to get out of New England with a win, but they did win. And I think this is a weird year because they're the defending Super Bowl champion and they have a lot of veterans and they need, just need to be healthy at the end of the year. I, this is a this game has sloppy written all over it to me, but the Bucks are given a whopping 10 points to your Dolphins. Uh, I, I don't like the game, but what say you? Tough game. Here's, I watched the game twice. I was so I'm like, am I missing something here? And watch a lot in slow motion. And, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, he missed on, made the wrong read like eight or nine times. And there was four times guys were open down the field, and he just checked it down to a guy for like a three, four, five-yard gain. So he's become checked down Charlie. They rank 31st in yards and points. They've been outgained by staggering 545 yards. Uh, they, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. He's only put up two touchdowns, has Brissett. And been five, uh, sacked here nine times. So Miami's offensive line is awful. I mean, they basically whiffed on a bunch of guys here. What Houston and Miami should do, because there's no hope for either franchise right now. They should have made that trade for Watson. Give either franchise some hope. Houston with some draft picks. Miami finally gets a quarterback. I mean, Greer should be fired, the GM, just for, for messing up and picking Tua instead of Herbert. So uh, I, I think Tampa Bay is probably the right side here, 31-13. Your game of the week is an interesting one because the uh, Sharks are circling. Blood is in the water. Ed O is in trouble. Kentucky's fresh off a huge win against Florida. They're giving three here to LSU. Can they follow it up, not have a letdown game? How do folks get that game, Lee? Well, just call me right now. I, I, I think I have a real strong opinion on this Kentucky-LSU game. Call 800-400-9741. We'll give you Kentucky-LSU on me. Uh, what a year we're having. I mean, football, uh, another record year. Last year we were number one in the country, combined college football and the NFL. 
Uh, everything's just rocking and rolling here. You want to get involved. Uh, it's not October. Call it October. Four weeks, just $297. If you like baseball, want a four-month roll in baseball, you can get uh, through the World Series, just $97. Hockey, I know a lot of people don't bet it or don't watch it much. I wasn't much of a fan, but we're number one right now. We sell my picks also at Covers. We doubled the next closest competitor. The average $100 to $500 better went over $22,000 in hockey last year. Uh, that's available. Basketball starts the following Tuesday, so everything's up and available. ParamountSports.com. Always a pleasure, brother. Be well. Have a great weekend. Okay. Thanks, Chef. All right. Take care. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. And around these parts, we do love hockey. Not only do we love hockey and we're excited about the return of hockey, but, you know, it's a hell of a thing to go after a third straight Stanley Cup championship. They've got a chance. Are they going to be like the Bucks, just sort of middling around during the course of the long season and then readying themselves for the push late? Because they should be. Well, the good news is the division that they're in this year, which is returning to the normal pre-COVID right, divisions, right, it's right. worse. It's worse. You've got Florida, who's really good, really and good. then after that... And, so, they're, and they're red asses. Right. But you're, if your reward for not getting first in the division, and Florida does, let's just say... Is you play Toronto in the first round? So be it. Yeah, Fine. We'll, we'll handle that, that ass. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah, got no problem there. All right. I'm interested in that Kentucky LSU game a lot. In fact, I like this. I like the card this week. This is this is a good card. There's a lot of good games. Like for example, you and I were talking this morning. I know we got a break. This is the kind of conversation Tom and I have. Uh-oh. Like we have multifaceted conversations. But if we're talking about sports, he and I will have a conversation like this one in which we're talking about. The Wake-Syracuse game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because of the matchup. It's an interesting fast. matchup. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I can see Sean Tucker having a big day against Wake's D-line. You could see it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I just The problem is for Syracuse that they don't have quarterback play. Um, doesn't really hurt you against us. but I don't know that it'll kill them against Wake either because Wake will have a passive front. You can just run right into it. So I think that's going to cause them issues. And you know what? Typically, I feel like when I this could be wrong, could be completely anecdotal because it happened one year. But I feel like when I look at the bottom line and I see Wake and Syracuse playing, it's typically just a no holds barred shootout every time. Could be wrong. The uh, first place Beavers, oh, of Oregon right. State. Way to go, Benny! I'm I am so proud of the Beavers, and I have talked about them this year, and they're my favorite kind of pick me up story because I had read a season preview before the season began obviously it was a preview and as I was going through it the the talking points were that Oregon State was a better team than they've been lately and that maybe they could fiddle, finish middle of the pack in the Pac-12 and remember uh, I was taking Utah who has uh, not lived up to the billing up to this point uh, to to win, and I was getting good value, and they're not out of it yet. They're in second place in the South. They're only a game behind Arizona State, so I, I got time. But I was I was like, oh, who else is going to be a problem in the Pac-12? So I'd come across that article. I read the article, and I may have put a little bit of money on the Oregon State Purdue game to start the season. Mm-hmm. They lost said game to Purdue, thirty to twenty-one. Okay, Purdue's and, not that good. No, Purdue's terrible. And I went. Well, this is problematic. Beaver's still terrible. They're not good at all. I don't know what that guy was saying. Anyhow, I summarily dismissed them. They have not lost since. And they have been beating people's asses, including beating USC 45-27. to And, of course, they beat Washington last week, which was my lock. So, all right, Oregon State. I don't know what happened week one. 
But this is a big game this week at Washington State. Four o'clock, buddy. Has Benny sent you any selfies of him with the people up no, there? No, but I think, hey, listen, this is a tough stretch. At Washington State, then they're home to Utah. Oh, you yeah. know I'll be well, keeping an eye Utah, on that Utah-USC this weekend on the card as well. Yeah, I like Utah. I know you do. Mm-hmm. You, well, you need them. Uh, you need them to. It's an important game. Yeah. USC is behind Utah in the standings right now, but. Benny told me he lost seven pounds. He's down from 19 <laughs> to 12. He's looking great. He's looking, looking great. Looking lean, Benny. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. <laughs> oh, man, why you got to do my man Billy Squire like this? You can't grab that Squire. You got to grab one of the 15 good Squires. That's wrong. Hey, man. The career ruination. This song's okay. It's just about the... Uh, no, it's not okay. It's, it's just about the song. music video. No, everything about it's terrible. Uh, the whole thing's bad. <laughs> you got to do... You got to give me... You know, you got to do something better than that to, to help him out. Uh, all right, I'll go back to Squire a little bit later. All right. Well, we're close to being... When we get into November, you can... Late November, anyhow, you can start... What is this month, November? All I know is November. Mm, nicely done in October. Tallahassee Knowles, take note. This one's for you announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Knoll in Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. If you're the lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU-Miami game on November the 13th. Must be 21 years of age or older. Please enjoy responsibly a message from local Anheuser-Busch distributor, Tri-Eagle Sales. That's a winnable game. Maybe. You winced for Miami? They don't care to stop the run, ever. Yeah, they, 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 You know they're last in the country in tackling? Mm. Yes. Once I saw the video of the guy that chose avoidance as opposed to uh, aggression in the Michigan State game. A little low lay action? That's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. I, I mean, I've seen some, some you know, Olay efforts and some moments where you're like, oh, Turf Monster got, he, got you, did he? You know, I get it when it's Christian Okoye coming downhill and you're sure, at safety. Yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. well, uh, this is a business decision. You know, I got, if Mike Allstott rolls through at 255 and he's at the second level and you're a corner, I got it, man. You could have slipped. It happens. It happens. But, man, that kid from Miami had no, no chance he was going to tackle that Michigan State kid. It wasn't the running back. It was the receiver. Different situation, but the term business decision came up, and it was on Sunday Night Football. And I wouldn't typically do this for this particular person, but Antonio Brown was criticized by Collinsworth for making a business decision on the block. I think it was a catch by Fournette running to the left sideline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did his job. He got in the way. The guy stopped, and then he gives him the ole after. He knows that it's not going to be that. That dude is not going to run down the play. I thought in that moment that was an unfair criticism. And just to show you that I'm just, even though Antonio Brown is uh, the scum of the earth, that was not a business decision. He got the job done without making contact and putting his body at risk. That was actually nicely done. Watch the game last night. You watch uh, the Rays. I watched the first uh, couple of innings of the Rays. So I watched Wander and Rosarena. Obviously, that that is a hell of a one-two punch at the top of a lineup. By the way, Rose Arena may be my favorite player in baseball, man. And there are a lot, a lot of players yep. to like in baseball. I mean, a lot of players these days. Baseball's in a healthy place if anybody was paying attention. But there are a lot of guys to like. I think Randy Rose Arena may be my favorite player. Uh, Wander will soon be. But, but, but this guy is unreal. And 
I didn't know this. I saw where Ken Rosenthal wrote about it. So Rosarena, when he gets on base, because he has such zeal for the game, he loves the game, right? Every facet for the game. He always yells to Kevin Cash, Verde, Verde, Verde. So he's begging for the green light. And I think, first of all, that's just hilarious. He gets over there, and he's requesting that he be able to steal to his manager loud enough where the players on the field can all hear it. So he gets there, and he's constantly yelling, Verde, 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 which is awesome. And he steals home last night. And, you know, not only that, uh, he t- this is funny. You talk about there's a fearlessness. He, okay, so... He's 20 for 30 on stolen bases this year. So when he got his 20th stolen base, he was elated, right? So last night, he gets on base, third base in the seventh inning, assesses the circumstances, and he decided to go. And here's my favorite part of it. He looked over at the Rays' third base coach, uh, Rodney Linares, and says, I'm going to go. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. (laughs) He goes. That is the best. How can you not love that guy? He's on third base. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm taking home. I'm going to take home. It's happening. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> and then he goes. That is so cool. I love that guy. So I, I didn't see that in real time. I didn't make it that far. But I watched when you saw the first inning and you see the symmetry of the wild card game in which the Red Sox may make a play at the plate. They had already they were in command over the Yankees, but they make a good exchange, good relay, and they get a play. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen for them in the first inning. And then you see an infield single up the third baseline that my man slides for. Uh, by don't the way, slide. Don't slide. Has John Smoltz gone completely nuts in the last year? Yeah. He's terrible. What happened? He used to be so good, and now he's falling Did he pieces. play linebacker, and we just weren't aware that he's playing nah, linebacker in his spare time, he's, and he's got issues? He still does a very good job of pitch predicting, as one might expect, and he does a very good job still of talking about the dynamic of pitcher-hitter relationship in terms of, to to what you're looking to get here as a hitter, zones in which they hit well, but everything else, for some reason, he's just lost it. I don't know what's going on. Has he regressed in intelligence? Because he's a smart cat. Yeah, he always I came don't... across as a really smart dude. But he was talking about, I don't know that that makes you any faster to slide into first. It, what are you talking about? It, yeah. Of course it doesn't. It does not make you faster. Like, he, he was made that pondering play, it. Yeah, he made that play closer. He went back to it. He's like, I don't know. You know, it might not be as fast. You know something what that does happen? What are you talking about, dude? And I found this out it, over the years. I think something that does happen, especially for ex-players, p- great players, right? Players that go in and later go on into the booth. He's a Hall of Famer. So you go into the booth, right? Is pushback from current players. And one of the reasons we love Johnny Miller, Hall of Fame golfer, oh. was he was not afraid ever. And in fact, a couple times crossed the line too far the other way. And later apologized. He did. For when he thought he crossed the line, he did apologize. But you you have to have a guy who really, truly does not care about whether or not the... Like, Charles Barkley doesn't care whether or not the players like him. Yeah, correct. He will rip you. No, because he's never going to see him either. He's well, like, I don't, he, I don't even care to be around well, you. Yeah, but also, and he does see him, and but he's... He's six eight, three hundred pounds. I mean, it's yeah, not like you're right. just ride up on Charles Barkley. But I mean, the point would be, yeah. he they'd more likely tweet out him angry things. Right, right. But the point would be that I guess you have to be willing to criticize and hopefully fairly. And then if somebody comes at you, you're able to defend your point. Look, here's what I'm. Here's what I saw. Here's why I said it. And it's gonna can't get personal. So 
I don't know if somebody pushed back on John Smoltz because he's very rarely critical of players anymore. And he used to do a good job of when it was warranted pointing out why that's a mistake or that's, you know, whatever the pitch call was, why that's a mistake. He doesn't even do that anymore, really. Yeah, you're right. It might, well, maybe he got comfortable. I don't know. Maybe that salary got nice and he's like, ah, you know what? Tim McCarver was right. I don't need to pay attention at all. Just show up and talk. By the way, that steal of home is uh, Kevin Cash said one of the cooler things he's seen. But basically, Boston was in this weird shift, and Devers was 30 feet off the bag. And so Arena was like, oh, really? You're not going to keep me on at all? I'll get halfway home. I'm gonna, I'll walk the hell out of here. You know, I, I can gauge how long it's going to take your fat ass to get back over here. It's awesome. Do you also uh, note some of the uh, – actually, I know that you did because this is another thing we talked about this morning on the phone – the Russell Wilson injury, and uh, that might have affected something that you did last night. Yeah, it bothered me a little bit there. I had a little two-team teaser pleaser, and uh, Seattle was getting eight and a half in my teaser mm. and uh, lost by nine. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Boy. Lost by nine. But I won the Houston game, so it's a wash. You okay with those? We're uh, starting like, the weekend over. You okay with those lime green uniforms? No. No? Not even for Seattle? Because they have their own weird thing. Seattle can do what Oregon, Oregon does. I actually came around on Oregon. Um, no, I, I, no, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't care for those uniforms. Seattle has great uniforms when they do the dark blue with the white mm -hmm. and just a hint of that green. Uh, that is so nice when they do that. But when they start getting silly, like at their children, you know, Oregon actually has one amazing uniform. Well, they've got like four, but uh, the one I'm talking about is like the darker green. Oh yeah, and it's the white oh, helmet with the U and O. Regal. Oh man, that is. Something special. No, they actually, well, if you throw 20 uniforms at the problem, you're right. bound to get four or five. <laughs> You'll hit on a, <laughs> it's they, a quantity thing. Yeah, yeah, they actually do. Um, so, there's the, the all whites they wear are gorgeous with the white script on the yep. Those yep. are gorgeous too. They've yeah, got the a, silver. With the yeah. silver. Oh, man, that's sharp. Hour number two. Hang in.